Welcome to... Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Crack Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. Oh, what a weekend here at Crack Rackets. Let's run you listeners through some of the things we are doing here at CR, the things we, of course, would not be able to do without all of your incredible support. We are so fortunate to be hosting a USTA Boys 18's Level 1 national event here in Indianapolis. Get to see 128 of the top juniors from across the country come to Indy to compete for a title. I know we're 15 months into this pandemic now, whatever it may be, but you can still see it on all All of these kids' faces, you can feel it in the atmosphere. Everyone is so excited to be playing high-level tennis again. Now, of course, because there is, you know, 15 months of a layoff, all of those calluses that develop, the things such as, oh, yeah, matches go a little bit long, and sometimes you have to be patient. I think some of those calluses have worn away, Uh, but nevertheless, the energy, the spirit, uh, just in general, the patience of so many of these players who are, you know, it's a level one event. Matches go three sets, and these players are like, yeah, you know, I know the drill. I know the deal. Uh, It has been such a thrill for all of us to enjoy that here at Crack Rackets. Of course, that's what's going on here in Indianapolis, but across the tennis world, what a time it is to be a tennis fan. We've got ATP and WTA 1000-level events happening in Madrid. We, of course, have high-level junior events happening across the globe, but... Most importantly, perhaps here at Crack Rackets, it is finally time for the 2021 college tennis postseason. This Monday, the day you are probably listening to this podcast, we will learn the 64 teams that will fill both the men's and women's Division I team event. We'll finally learn who those 16 host sites are. We'll finally learn what is a manual adjustment. Who are the teams that are being manually adjusted? Can I be manually adjusted? Uh, That is certainly... All of the things we are looking forward to. And again, was that my best one-liner? No. But to be fully front, oh, don't shake your head at me. Guess who I haven't introduced yet. But to be honest with you listeners, my brain is fried. And as such, I have not done as much preparation as I usually like to do for these things. Now, the good news is I am loose right now. I am slap happy. I will certainly have a take or two in this podcast. I will regret down the road. But of course, to help keep me in check, and most importantly, as it's time to learn the 64 teams in the men's and women's field, there is truly no one across the well. Maybe Shannon. So maybe no one but Shannon across the globe who can better help all of you listeners prepare for the information we are about to learn on Monday. Tell us who the host sites might be. Tell us who the top two seeds might be. Of course, uh, you know this guest as the forefather of the College Tennis Ranks formula. Predictions never far from the listed UTR. One of the many dames to root for the Liberty Flames. Lover of almond joys. Lover of mothers. The snitch. The professor. He quotes Henry Ford. And tonight, I think for the first time in 2021, podcasting without a hat on. It's Chris Halioris. Chris, hey, great shot, my friend. Notice I didn't say the Holy Trinity. Unfortunately, no Maddie tonight. Don't worry. He's going to be joining us tomorrow for the full recap podcast, but with uh, for the full recap of the draw. But Chris, hey, great shot, my friend. I know you're excited for these next 24 hours. I, I am excited. And, and funny story, but the no hat deal comes because today, my in-laws 60th wedding anniversary and <laughs> and we had to go over for photos and whatnot uh they had a whole hired photographer and everything so i haven't had the hat on all day the hair you know my wife told me no hat i don't go anywhere without it. <laughs> i was instructed no hat 
So I haven't had the hat on today. So that's, you know, the locks are flowing, uh, you know, got the 15 month COVID hair going and I'm ready. I'm ready to rock and roll. Can I just tell you, I am so excited moving forward to say he listens to Mrs. Hallioris in my introductions for you. Like she keeps you in check. I'll have to find a better phrasing for that. But if you think that little factoid's not going to be worked in moving forward, that she has you in check and she has me in check too, let's be clear. Uh, she runs the ship whenever we're all in person, which is like once. But anyways, yes, that is awesome to hear. Happy 60th to your in-laws, of course. Uh, and yeah, all of that said, I feel like while you're taking photos with like Chris – Put the calculator down. Like, you don't need to run this number one more time. You know, it's not going to change. It, like, smile. It, it was actually the phone during the Big Ten <laughs> final that was out during the photos. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I can respect. Yeah. I'm all in on that. And, of course, do we want to talk about that? Do we want to save that for Matt? Uh, I feel like that. Let's save that for Yeah, because you guys have some gloating you want to do. I'm too. I'm going to say something too emotional right now if I get into it. I do have some stories to share from you, though, quickly before we get into this NCAA tournament selection uh, show uh, from our tournament. I probably should have done this at the beginning again. My brain is mushed. Any organizational chart that I like to have for these podcasts, out the window in the first five minutes. But at the tournament today, story number one. You know, again, it's a Cracked Rackets event, and as such, I do think there are some people who listen to this podcast who are either currently rising up the junior rankings or trying to learn more about the college game, trying to learn more about coaches, and I cannot thank all the parents, players who came up and said, we appreciate what you guys are doing at Cracked Rackets. Some came up and said, you know, my son, or, you know, the, it was just son in this instant, doesn't know much about college coaches, and neither do I, and so to hear these coaches talk to you guys, it's my first introduction to them as well, and to all those parents, all of those uh, young players, I say thank you for listening. That is exactly what we are trying to do here at Cracked Rackets, but as we all had the CR logos at our chest, as we were the faces of Crack Rackets here this weekend, one of the parents, lovely, came up and goes, oh, you must be Alex Gruskin. And I'm like, I, I, unfortunately, I am. Like, I wish I wasn't sometimes, but yes, it's true. And then the other – and then points to the person next to them and goes, and you must be Chris Hallioris. <laughs> and – and Westoff goes, no, I'm not Chris. He goes, he goes, but the best part was he goes, you know how at the end he goes, and he give a super uh, shout out to super producer Daniel Westoff. He's like, that's me. And then it was, it was so funny. It was just, I was so. And the best was, she was like, oh, you're producer Westoff, of course. And like, it was just, mwah, mwah, well, beautiful. Well, clearly that means they're not that avid a listener, or they would have looked at Westoff and went, you're not geriatric, you can't be Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they would have known all the Gruskin jokes. They would have said, so give me your best, best Henry the Ford. Like, come on, give me something here. What, what, the, what are you saying about this? What, what can the automobile teach me here? But so that's story number one. Story number two, and a lot of you listeners know, and the reason I'm saying this on the College Tennis Podcast is because, again, if in, in some occasion – you are a listener, a former college tennis player, and this happens to you. Don't be surprised. Um, so there was a coach who was there with a bunch of the players. And I just recognized him because he had the classic, I was really good at tennis body. He had the le you know, the calves right away. I know that's a stupid thing to say, but if you're an elite tennis player, you can see it in the legs immediately. And clearly he was still coaching and, you know, he was a bigger guy, like a in-shape guy, stronger guy, uh, bald hair, shaved head, and just had a very familiar face. And I was like, I know who this person is. And so I say, Westoff, like, I'm going to go say hello to this person. Like, if I make a fool of myself, I'm going to need you to bail me out because I think I know who they are. He's like, okay, go do it. And so I go, hi. Like, not to be weird, are you Matt Ziga? 
And he comes up to me and he goes, I am Matt Sika. And I was like, dude, I'm not trying to be weird, but I could draw a direct through line from your 2014 Baylor teams to my career right now. <laughs> and, he's, yeah, and he's like, what? And I'm like, dude, I just, tell me all about Tony Lupieri. I'm like, I just need to. He was the most fascinating man in college tennis for two years. I was like, be honest. On a scale of 1 to 10, Alex Scalia as a hook. 1 14 like what are you gonna tell me here like how much did you and dane webb were you fighting for the same hey i'm the best bald-headed guy in college tennis like that was what they were fighting for and so the point is i came out hot and it was just kind of funny because i think he was like he was like what like, he's like uh, he's <laughs> yeah. like who he's like who are you not expecting and then, so, this at a junior tournament <laughs> exactly and so i was like oh okay too much i'm gonna try again tomorrow and so tomorrow was today and so I went up to him like, hey, man, like, I'm sorry. I should have explained myself. Like, we cover college tennis. I did the broadcast for the National Indoors. Oh, and he's like, oh. Like, he's like, yeah, that was funny. He's like, when you went straight to that Alex Richard NCAA semifinal match, I was like, that's hot. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I know. I'm sorry. I was like, it was a long day. Uh, but anyways, fantastic human. And, you know, again, that tw- he goes, I was like, yeah, because, and tell me if I'm wrong here. I was like, it was Lenz, Lupieri, Takushian, which I just butchered the pronunciation again. I was like, it was Diego Gallano at four. Or it was you at five, and then I was like, oh, who is the six? He goes, South American. I was like, oh, Felipe Rios. And he goes, he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, again, he was like, who are you? And anyways, that was my Matt Ziga story. Shout out to him for not punching me in the face, as he very much could have done. Uh, but uh, Chris, your thoughts? Any comments to add to that? Uh, I, I wish I was there. And I just, I mean, <laughs> I, I actually want to run out of this room right now to tell my wife that somebody came up to you and went, oh, that must be Chris Haliora sitting next to you. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's that's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> no, it's delightful. Again, a, a shout out to all of you Crack Rackets listeners. We love you so. And again, you just got 10 minutes of exposition, which we, I feel like, do pretty frequently here on the Great Shot Podcast. So I suppose you're used to that. But with that in mind, let's get to the hard stuff. Of course, the reason we're able to do it day in, day out, our friends at Turner Grip. Keep it clear. Uh, keep it simple, I should say. Email sales at uniquesports.com or call 800-554-3707 to get college pricing or free samples. Again, sales at uniquesports.com or 800-554-3707 to join the Turner Grip team. With that in mind, okay, we're going to skip the Big Ten. Again, hold that for tomorrow when Matt the Cracks Dekoyak is going to be joining us. We'll have our usual Holy Trinity intact. Hopefully my brain will be working a little bit better by then. But we're going to play a game of Speculation Jones. We are going to talk pure selection show. And I apologize. We're just going to focus on the men here tonight. It's because my brain is broken. Chris doesn't know it yet, but he's joining me on Thursday for a show breaking down the women's draw. We may also be joined by Colette Lewis on that day. So we're very excited for that show. But be on, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that podcast later on in the week. Anyways... Just today, we're going to focus on the men. And where I want to start before we play our game, Chris, is talk about the last cut. Because, of course, the top seeds are the Flash. The number two seeds are the Flash as well. But there were a lot of teams who put together very impressive seasons. A lot of teams who would like their season to culminate with an NCAA tournament berth. And why I bring up the last cut is because it's kind of emblematic of all of the problems uh, associ- all of the problems, all of the difficulties is the better phrasing. All of the difficulties associating, uh, associated with trying to figure out this year's NCAA field. And, you know, by rankings, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the last team out right now are my University of Michigan Wolverines. Or certainly they are on the outside looking in, if memory serves me correctly. And so, you know, you have that. You have, you know, the continued 
uh, underrankings the wrong word. Underranking of Illinois, certainly Ohio State, uh, you know Michigan, USC, UCLA, all of the Pac-12 teams because of their early season. Although they've relatively flattened out since then, but you know, last cut, there's going to be some tough choices, and some of this relates to and we talked about it on an earlier podcast. How many exceptions are they going to make? Who are they going to make those exceptions for? As of right now. You know, again, what are you hearing? What does that last cut line look like? What should teams be prepared to learn on Monday? Teams and fans, I should say. Yeah, well, right right now, yeah, your Michigan Wolverines are two out uh, as, uh-huh. as if you look at it. I mean, clearly they're in. So um, I'll start by saying this. I have no idea. <laughs> it's a good place to start. What is going to happen, but. If it were me, and I don't think this is going to happen because there's been nothing publicized to say that it's even an option, but if it were me, because the NCAA selections generally take the ITA computer ranks and they run right down the list and they go by the computer ranks with a couple exceptions where they make adjustments for head-to-head. So if the last two teams on the bubble played head-to-head, they would flip-flop if the bottom team had won a head-to-head match. But Other than that, they run right by the computer ranks. This year, when we make adjustments, manual adjustments, as you referred to, for some of these teams, it's going to bump some of these bubble teams out. What I would prefer to see is more like what they do in the basketball tournament now, where they have 68 instead of 64, where they actually just add teams to the field. I I would hate to see that we actually are going to bump teams from the field. So I hope when we get this show tomorrow – we actually see there's more than 64 and that they kind of took the computer ranks and added teams. I don't Can think- I stop you there for a second? So, yeah, that's what I was going to say in terms of thinking. And, again, just to be clear, because I don't want to get our listeners or teams, coaches' <clears throat> hopes up who might hear this and say, what, what do they know that we don't? You know, I agree with you in theory. And, again, this is why you need to be on whatever committee it is, Chris, because that would be great, right? You just send a fifth team to perhaps four additional sites or however many exceptions you make. That's how many additional teams you let into the field. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I would do. And then and then because it's a, you know, May 7th through May 9th, all of those sites end up being a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday site with the play and match effectively being Friday. And then the the four remaining play Saturday and the final Sunday. Uh, and, and that's what I would do. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to have a I haven't heard any <clears throat> inkling of that, just to be clear. Yeah, exactly. I've heard nothing along those lines. So I think we're going to have a field of 64. And it just means that these teams are going to get bumped and have arguments to be made. You know, I'm sure we'll see some folks go out on Twitter. But, but as of right now, to your point, <laughs> I just updated with all the current results that are in. With the current results that are in, first team out right now is Tulsa, second team out Michigan. We know Michigan will get in. That means the last team in being Auburn is clearly bumped by Michigan, putting Auburn out. If you're going straight by computer ranks, and they may not do that at all, but if you're if you're a believer of, hey, let's use the computer ranks, uh, then Auburn gets bumped. SMU is. Can next. I interject quickly with this story before we get to SMU on Auburn? Again, I'm going to loop in some tournament related stories here. I apologize for distracting listeners who are like, no, this is the best part. Today, a conversation I had at the tournament desk. Uh, someone's talking to me about college tennis, whatever, asking me the scene. They go, yeah, you know, my uncle's the coach at Auburn. And I go, wait, wait, wait. You're Bobby Reynolds' nephew? And uh, he's like, or not Bobby Reynolds, excuse me. No, it yeah, is Bobby it is. Reynolds, it's right? Bobby yeah. Reynolds. I was yep. like, you're Bobby Reynolds' nephew? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, Wait, I was like, 
what? <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, I racked my brain. I'm like, did I say anything mean about them? Did I say anything mean about them? I was like, no, I didn't. Okay, good. Um, and so anyways, that in mind, carry on, please. And I, the conversation centered around would Auburn be making the cut? And I'm like, they are right on the bubble. I was like, it's either going to be they're like one out or if there's some exceptions, it depends how many they make. Yeah, I mean, well, okay. So look, Michigan's going to be an exception for sure. Northwestern mm-hmm. has to be an exception for sure. I mean, they're mm-hmm. down at, uh, I'll, I'll scroll down and look, you know, computer computer rank wise, uh, they're down right now projected at 67. They're a, they're a 25-ish type team, right? So they're in. Mm-hmm. Now that's four from the Big Ten. So that bumps at a minimum two, and those two being Auburn and SMU, if you're following the computer ranks. The next team up, would be Arkansas. The question is, do we have any more manual adjustments? To me, that's where it gets interesting. Those two, for sure. Michigan, Northwestern, they're in. The next mm-hmm. team in the Big Ten is Minnesota. If you look at Minnesota, even if you look across many of the other types of computer rankings, whether it be the Massey ratings, the RPIs, etc., frankly, they don't make the cut. But what I'm hearing And so I think what they're doing is they're saying, hey, how many teams has the Big Ten gotten in in the last, and I don't know how many years they're going back, but let's say that they go five years. How many teams has the Big Ten gotten in in the last five years? What's the minimum in any of those years? If the minimum is five, and honestly, I'll be I'll be honest, I didn't look because I, I don't even want to get into that speculation, but let's say it's five. If it's five, then I think they're actually going to let five, they're going to put five Big Ten teams in and Minnesota would be in. If the answer is four, then they're probably going to put four Big Ten teams in, and it stops at Northwestern. So I don't know where that cut is. That's a big bubble to me, is is Minnesota in or out. Michigan, Northwestern have to be in. Minnesota's the bubble. Uh, so that, that really – and that's a big decision on whether Arkansas – makes it or not. And then you can go to the Pac-12 and do this. So quickly, let's just make the case for Minnesota since, again, we're not going into too many results. We have the time to do this on the Rare Show. A rare Show where we have time to, you know, play with things a little bit. Uh, you look at this Minnesota team, what they've accomplished here this season uh, as a Big Ten school, played only Big Ten matches. They went 9-7 and seven overall on the year. Now, they did beat Northwestern 4-3 at the end of February. You look for their losses, you know, losses to Illinois, Ohio State, Northwestern, uh, Illinois again. They also lost a match to Michigan in the conference tournament, their early loss. The one that you know, two losses to Michigan. The one that maybe hurts them yeah. is the loss at Michigan State. Now, Michigan State was, de- you know, they were good this year. Uh, by especially, it was a year a, a year of progress for Michigan State. Clearly, they were a mid tier Big Ten team. And had there been a full schedule where uh, Minnesota or both Minnesota and Michigan State were able to play non conference teams, that loss to Michigan State would not look as bad as it does in the computer rankings. Correct? That's not so. When we say it's a bad loss for them. It's not saying this Michigan State team is bad. And am I covering my bases here because I'm afraid of Harry? Yes, I am. But I legitimately think this Michigan State team, they were they were decent. I, I can't say they were good in good content. They were competitive. That's the best word. They were on the right track. But that loss hurts them in the computer rankings. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Definitely. Michigan State was better this year, I will say, than they have been in previous mm-hmm. years. Is it a match, if you're Minnesota, that you should lose – 
No. And but to your point, that is really the only loss on their record. Uh, I mean, outside of that, they only lost to Illinois, Michigan, Ohio State and the one to Northwestern. And that was it. Yeah. So it's it's really tough to say when you look at them, hey, where do they fit? Because you're comparing them to three basically top 20 teams in Michigan, Ohio State and Illinois. OK, so they're not top 20. But now where do they fall? Well, they lost to Northwestern. I would put Northwestern, like I said, at a 25-ish type team. They lost to them, so okay, let's bump them a little outside of that. But now, where do you go? They're, they beat Indiana, they beat Penn State, the next two teams. They beat Northwestern once, they lost to Northwestern once. Yeah. It's the, the, Like I said, they're a bubble, so it really comes down to how many teams from the Big Ten are they, are they going to let in. And then again, the same conversation you can have in the Pac-12. It's not as interesting in the Pac-12 because they're, you know, they played more matches. The team, even Stanford, right? They worked their way up into the 20s. They're all in. The one team maybe that you go, hey, they're sitting outside looking in. Will they make an adjustment for them? Is Utah? Do they mm-hmm. do something for Utah? Do they look at the number of teams that normally make it from the Pac-12 and let them in? So to me, Minnesota, Utah are the bubble teams from manual adjustment. Uh, you know, point of view, if you will, and we'll we'll see what they do. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, look for this Minnesota team. They've got a top ten team in the country at number one doubles, or they were top ten. I don't know if they still are. I think Jackson Allen is might be the player that makes Virginia the top, like the team to beat next year. Pretty like as good as Texas is, as good as Georgia's. When you bring in Botzer, when you bring in Jackson Allen, and then you have all of the freshmen coming back as well, that's like the one scenario where you can withstand losing a Carl Soderland, right? And so, again, the reason I bring up Jackson Allen is because the Minnesota team, I watched them play Illinois very, very close. And we saw what Illinois did this weekend. And, you know, again, the only big rankings win and this is not to disparage the rest of the Big Ten teams but the only rankings win they're going to get even some semblance of credit for is the win over Northwestern right and that's just that's tough at least for Utah who did they beat Stanford or was it Arizona they beat I, I think it was Arizona right uh, Utah beat Arizona yep yeah I mean again it's tough to judge because we really didn't get to see a lot of Utah in like I feel like a full kickoff region they probably play right do they get into that field Oh, for sure. Yeah, and so, you know, it, I, I feel it's like, tough. Yeah, if you're going to make those kinds of concessions to the Big Ten, I think, you know, you're looking at a, at a Minnesota sitting down at 60-something, Utah sitting at 50 uh, in the projected rankings for this week. So, you know, they're, only, they're three out. You got Tulsa, Michigan, then Utah. How do you go and say, yeah, you know what, we're going to pull them in, but not Utah, then, you know, there are going to be teams that are unhappy no matter what. I mean, uh, let's be honest. No different than any other year, but this year even more so because of the adjustments. There will be teams being unhappy. Let's just say after this weekend, I understand what Tim Russell's going through. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) here's the case. Auburn 7-15, and you look at the best wins they had this season. They won at Florida State. They won at Alabama. They beat Middle Tennessee at home, and they beat Arkansas. Like, that's it. Other than that, 7-15. and 15. And again, it's is that more impressive than just beating up the Big Ten opponents and only losing one match that is, you know, again, by rankings points, I suppose you should have or you shouldn't have lost? Um, that's the question. 
it's a yeah, tough, and, it's a quandary. Right? Auburn play, they played a really tough schedule, right? We said they're seven. It, that's right, exactly. They're seven exactly. and fifteen, but not a single one of those fifteen losses comes to a team outside the top fifty, right? Which I'm, is again, yeah. So absolutely. they played, they played a tough schedule, but at the same time. You made your schedule, and you look at it, and you go seven and fifteen. I have a hard time putting a team in the tournament that's seven and fifteen, right? I mean, yeah, and, I don't and there's think, no five hundred rule this year. To yeah, be there's clear. no five hundred rule this year that would knock some teams out for sure. I mean, Auburn would be out if that was the case. Arkansas would be out if that was the case. Miami would be out if that was the case, but it's not. So, so those teams, you know, they're they're in the consideration. But yeah, I don't think they're going to have a qualm with knocking. Auburn, if, if they are the last team by the ITA computer rankings in, out SMU, you know, little little more difficult, but they probably get knocked out. And then we get to Arkansas. Probably at 10 and 14, they're probably not going to have an issue knocking them out. But now you're talking about a team that beat two top 10 teams. So yeah. uh, it's a, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It'll be very interesting to see. So we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll watch so, for all that. To- I was going to say, so to throw one more question at you about the last cut, and again, you're teaching me in the moment. This is a crash course for both me and all of you listeners as well. If you're making the case for teams to cut and you're looking at the computer rankings, and A, it's a two-part question that hangs over all of it. A, do you think the computer rankings will be the ultimate metric for guiding the non-top 16 seeds? Because we know manual adjustments in particular are going to come with the host regions, the top 16 seeds. A, again, are computer rankings going to be the main source of everything else? B, if there's a cut system, let's say it's a hard 64, Michigan's in, Northwestern in, are those cuts going to come by straight ranking? Or are they going to look... I mean, again, all of these questions are up in the air. But I, I suppose... Are there teams, what I'm asking really is, are there teams with worse cases than who are our last two? It's Alabama, uh, it's Auburn and Auburn and SMU, SMU. are the last two. That- uh, are, are there teams with or hovering near them by the rankings who should not be ahead of them, in your opinion? Like, and do you think the ITA would deviate? Because at this point, you're already deviating. Why not? Well, again, it's, it's not the ITA. It's the NCAA, right? So, yeah, excuse me. Um, yes, correct. So the NCAA, I mean, they're they're going to use the information that's been fed to them. And I, and I know that they're looking at other rating systems because of the, uh, you know. Yes, and I apologize for making you ask this question. In reality, I I got to send a text to Tim. We got to get him on the podcast immediately. Yeah, the, you know, the, the problem is that in a normal year, you just go straight by the ITA computer rankings. Now, what's happened this year is because of the pandemic, people have seen not only do they have issue with the rankings because of the Big Ten schools that have not played, but they've highlighted other issues that are inherent in, you know, in different ranking systems. In this case, the ITA ranking system in general. And I don't think this is the time to air that case. If you have issues with the ITA computer ranking system, take them up outside of this year. But other than the fact that it's that you have people that have had regionalized or localized play like the Big Ten, you you gotta you have to stick with the ITA computer rankings. But they did, they've looked at other rating systems. There are and there are lots of them out there, right? Like I said, you've got Massey, you've got RPI, you've got the things that that they used to run at uh, at sla- at slam or, mm-hmm. or tennis recruiting. You've got, you know, a straight ELO. You've got, you know, like I said, the RPI. So there's Glico. There's lots of them out there. You could run any of them. 
and they may be looking at all of them. My hope is that we're still kind of sticking to the ITA computer rankings and using those to supplement just where we know there are issues with schools like the Big Ten schools. On the men's side, it's the Big Ten schools. The women's side, it's a lot more It's a lot more even. I'm not even sure you need to adjust much. On the men's side— Well, the Big Ten got two in on the women's side, right? They got Northwestern and Ohio State into that national indoors, and it did pay dividends down the road. Right, yeah. I just—it's much more It's much more of an issue on the men's side. So, so yeah, I, I still think, though, we— uh, if it were me, I'm sticking with computer rankings and adjusting the Big Ten. We'll find out come tomorrow if they did a whole lot more than that. Absolutely. And again, I have to sit down every week to fill out my USTA top 25 poll. It's not easy. And I take it very seriously. And now imagine having the burden of saying, hey, you get to decide which 64 schools are in the NCAA tournament, the implications of that, actual serious implications. Uh, the idea of manually ranking all 64 teams is damn near impossible. So, yes, I agree with you. I think they are going to very heavily rely on the computer rankings, all of the different ranking systems. With that in mind, I will ask you for our first prediction of the podcast before we really get into some predicting here on the show Give me the cuts, final cut, who's in, who's not. We agree. Michigan, Northwestern, I think they're in. Do you think there's anyone else? Do you think there's a cut? Just straight guess, yes or no. Let's make our first bold take. Wow, Fliegner, by the way, give me a bold take sound effect, please. It's a Fliegner-edited pod, folks. Westoff, we got to give him a break. He's been killing it this tournament. So, Fliegner, give me that special Maximilian O. Fliegner prediction sound effect. All right, Chris, let's hear it. So, so, so we've been obviously, unfortunately, Maddie unable to join us. I'll speak for Maddie. Maddie thinks Minnesota's in. Uh, so Maddie, Maddie's going five deep in the Big Ten. If, if indeed the Big Ten has gotten five in traditionally, they may put them in. But if you ask me, I can't in good faith bump somebody for Minnesota, who's not even in any of the other rating systems showing they're above that cut line. So I'll say no. So I believe SMU-Auburn get bumped because of Michigan and Northwestern. Now the, now the question is, does Utah bump Arkansas? Man, I'm going to stay – I'm going to say no, but between one Big Ten or Utah – probably Arkansas ends up getting at getting bumped but man I have a hard time bumping a team that beat two top 10 teams even if they lost you know more than they won during the year the the 500 rules waived for a reason I would leave Arkansas in I would put I would put Michigan Northwestern in and SMU and Auburn would be the the two out and that's where I that's where I'd cut it tough cut for SMU right they had such a great season 18 and 14 overall they got a win over that Utah team we've been discussing wins over Oklahoma a win I believe here of late over uh oh they beat San Diego they uh beat who was it that they just beat Tulsa was the 4-3 win right they just knocked off Tulsa and then they beat Tulane in the conference tournament as well (sighs) yeah I that's hate a, it. That's it's a tough. tough. That's a tough pill to take if you're Grant Chen, right? I mean, and to do it to him too, like I know the, that's where. Thank God it's the NCAA, and they're like, we don't know who any of these people are because, like, talk about a man who eats, lives, sleeps, breathes, does the other thing, college tennis, and just, uh, I do. Yeah. Michigan and Northwestern are in, and it's just who do they yeah. cut? 
It's going to be one of the SEC teams because the idea of them getting 12 schools in is asinine. Yeah, no, um, no. so could could they possibly go, you know what, we're going to jump up one and knock Arkansas and keep SMU. I don't know. Yeah, they could, right? I know. We have no idea what they're doing this year. I, it's a tough choice, and you hear us stressing again. We get to speculate. We, there is no consequence for us other than a mean text from an Auburn fan or a mean text from whatever, and like, whatever. Uh, you know, thick skin, um, but burnt skin after this weekend. Fan, I, don't, I don't care about the text from fans. It's the coaches that yeah. send the text. Well, that I... <laughs> hey, fan was uh, a pseudonym for them. Chris, I didn't want to give that away. But, yes, I yeah. agree. Those are the ones that cut the deepest. Uh, actually, I'll tell you a story off the podcast of a text I got once that cut the deepest. That is a that is a Patreon-only story. I'll save that. Uh, there's a little sneak tease for you listeners. But, uh, all right, enough being indecisive. Northwestern, Michigan in, Utah out. I just can't justify putting in Utah. I'm sorry. I just they were fine, but like take the win against Arizona. <laughs> I'm sorry, Auburn. It's you. Oh man. And then I guess it's guy. I mean, we have been on the Middle Tennessee bandwagon all season long. So under no circumstances will it be them. Well, they they, are, they won their conference tournament. Oh, so right, they in. won the tournament too. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So your last three, right? You, you got Auburn, you got SMU, you got Arkansas, and then you jump up to LSU and Miami after that. Uh, <sighs> Go Tigers! Um, uh, yeah, LSU has to be in. I'm sorry. I'm so so sorry, SMU. I don't feel good about it. Like I would much rather have the play in, but I do think it's going to be Auburn and SMU who get cut. I say no, Minnesota. Oh, here's the thing. What is more asinine? Five Big Ten schools getting in when they play an only conference schedule or 11 SEC schools getting in? Like what on on principle, what is harder to defend? Because whichever's harder to defend, they'll do the other. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, that's seriously though, right? Like when the margins are this thin, I know like I'm being facetious, but it really is that tough. Oh. I mean, I'm a Big Ten advocate by nature. You know what? I forget who it even is. Fliegner, give me that rewind sound effect, please. For me, the king of the narrative, Chris, to not realize that in their final season, Minnesota is 1,000% getting into the NCAA tournament. I am sorry, Andy Jackson. I think I'm cutting Arkansas, too. I think I'm going to do it. Because that narrative, Chris, right? That narrative is a strong push, especially when the margins are this thin. Bold bold take. Bold take for sure. Yeah, I think that might have been – I wish Maddie was here because I think he'd agree with me. I think this is right up his alley. This theory might be up his alley. When he listens to this, he can text us and let us know what he thinks. But any any final thoughts on this cut line? You ready to get the top 16? Oh, let's do it. Let's get to the top 16. All right, Flagner, throw in some sort of top 16 sound effect. It's showtime, folks. We are going to be predicting the top 16 seeds, the host sites here for this NCAA Division I men's college tennis event. We are, of course, also going to be predicting the number two seeds as well. And look, uh, it, it we are going to have a, all of this information available to us in under 24 hours. So we're not going to be spending 30 minutes on this section. These picks are going to be fun. They're going to be 
chaotic. They're going to be sporadic. They're going to be delightful. Or at least that's from my end. Chris may be a little bit more educated, but my plan in this section is just to provide spice. And I'm literally playing devil's advocate to you here, Chris. And again, it's just because I don't want to supply our listeners with BS. I really am not as prepared for this as I need to be, but we can't leave you listeners hanging. So with that in mind, let's get into our top 16 seeds. Let's go in order. Let's start at the top because name-wise, certainly we're going to agree. My number one school by seed, they've been number one in my ranking for a while. And I'm going to be wrong here. Do I want to be wrong or do I want to be right? It's going to be be, Baylor. It's going to be be Baylor because it should be Virginia, but it's going to be Baylor. Because for some why do the computers not like Virginia as much as they should? Yeah, you're going to be way off if you put Virginia. I mean, I can't even make a case right now for Virginia. I'm with you. I've got them at two. Right, between you, me, and Maddie, you've got them at one, and we've both got them at two. But between the fact that the coaches poll puts them five, the computers put them five, they're just not going to – I don't see how they're going to put them up there. They're not going to deviate for that reason to, to, to just put them up there. They are a little higher in the other ranking systems. But, but yeah, Baylor I, – I would assume Baylor is the one seed. Yeah, I just and by the way, I know I say Virginia's number one is because they haven't lost since the indoors. You know who deserves to very much be and has staked their claim as a number one seed? These Baylor Bears, who uh, we said it on the podcast last week. We continue to say it, um, and the texts I got after saying that were very kind, by the way. It's very easy to be kind to schools now. That's why we try to do it more frequently. Uh, but this Baylor team's 29-4. and four, And, like, yes, they lost to Texas. Yes, they lost to TCU. Yes, they lost to North Carolina. And, yes, they lost to Texas A&M. But, like, A, none of those losses, even in a vacuum of the circumstances of those matches, would be considered bad. I mean, the TCU loss was stunning because they took doubles and then lost four singles, but we know how good TCU is. Um, I mean, this Baylor team, Big 12 Conference champions— Clearly, in my opinion, that Texas loss might have been the best thing to happen for them because now they're motivated. They put the smackdown on the Longhorns in that Big Ten champion, uh, Big Twelve championship match. And again, that's not to disparage Texas. That's just to say this Baylor team is peaking. I want no part of them. I've said it before. They have the the widest path to four points in every match. Makes sense. They're number one. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and I'm not even gonna really. I, I don't want to. De- the order of the top 16 so much other than to me my mindset and I think Maddie and I were kind of in the same boat are just hey the top 16 we're going to go by the ITA top 16 other than the decision is where do you want to slide Illinois in where do you want to slide Ohio State in and if you want to slide Michigan in where do you want to slide them in that that's the question i think other than that it's way too much speculation to go and say let's reorder the ita computer ranks i think we should stick with the computer ranks other than where do you want to slide those guys in uh and, and that's the question yeah so good that that gets to a broader thought i again here's my thing I have no problem with manual adjustments with the top 16 seeds. Like, if you want to play around with the order completely, because I think, to an extent, minus teams 13, 14, 15, 16, there's a lot, or maybe even uh, 14, 15, 16 alone. Like, the top 13, in terms of the teams they are, pretty straightforward. And so, you know, again, if this is where you want to adjust for the computer rankings, like right now the computer rankings have Illinois number 17. You can tell us where they'd go after their win over Ohio State. But Illinois is a top 8 seed. And, like, 
it would be criminal if they're not, right? Because they beat Virginia without Alexander Kovacevic. Their only losses this year were to Ohio State uh, and uh, and Baylor. Like, what more can they do? Baylor's number one. They just avenged their loss to Ohio State. If that's not a profile of top eight at a minimum, maybe even top five, like, I don't know what is. With all due respect to Texas, with all due respect to all of the other teams— Illinois, we got to see play at a national level, and they went 2-1 and one at that national event, and they beat Virginia. And so, like, we know how good they are. Yeah, that's, that 17 actually already includes the win over Ohio State today. Uh, but, yeah, I, and so I think that's, that's the question. I And I think I'm going to guess that you, Maddie, and I all agree that uh, down through six being – in the computer rankings right now, North Carolina, we're probably not going to slide Illinois any higher than that. So now the question is, after that, you have TCU, Texas A&M, Wake Forest, UCF. Where in there? So the question is, I'll I'll give you that. I'm just going to say, hey, we'll leave your top six, the top six. Now you've got TCU, Texas A&M, Wake Forest. Where do you want to put Illinois? Are they above TCU, below TCU, below Texas, below Wake Forest? Where do you want to slide them on your side? And I'll tell you where Maddie and I have. List me the four options one more time, please. So you got- okay. You know what? I'm just going to go in. I'm, I'm just going to give it to you unfiltered. You ready for these top eight seeds? Yep. All right. Number one, Baylor. Okay. They're going to manually adjust and put Virginia at number two. You heard it here first. Okay. Number three. Ooh. Ooh. Number three is going to be Florida. They're going to keep them over Tennessee. I don't feel great about that, but I think that's going to be correct. But number four is going to be Tennessee, who has very much earned their place, by the way, in that top four. And the only reason I have Florida above them is simply literally – one has two losses. The other has three. The wins are very similar. They've beaten each other once. Like, there, there's not much to differentiate the two. So, Florida three, Tennessee four. I mean, by ranking, Texas is going to be five, but it should be North Carolina. So, I'm going to call the manual adjustment because I like hot takes. North Carolina is going to be five. The, the concept of North Carolina not being a top five seed after we saw what a healthy version of them did at the National Indoors would just be absurd. It was like how a couple of years ago, didn't Virginia one year enter like outside? Not They were like the eight. Uh, no, no, they might have been the two seed and Wake was the one or they were like the three. And for, either way, um, North Carolina should be the number five seed and. Expect a lot of North Carolina-centric takes these next two weeks. Um, number six, obviously Texas. They've been a stagnant six in my rankings the past three months. Those top five are my top five. They can absolutely upset any one of them, but they're at the top of the next tier. So they're number six for me. Seven TCU. No, no, no. Blah, 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 blah. Scratch that, please. And in fact, scratch the last two. I just went on that whole rant, and this, I promise you, is a symptom of just me being tired. Otherwise, my brain would have never short-circuited like that. You listeners know that. Number six are the fighting Illini of Illinois. That was an incredible oversight by me. I sincerely apologize about that. They are your clear number six. Number seven is Texas. Number eight is TCU. That's my top eight. And I apologize for thinking that all out loud, listeners. Clearly, again, we're having fun here. Hot takes, your thoughts, Chris, your reaction. Yeah, I don't, I mean, 
I don't think they're going to make those kinds of adjustments. It would be shocking to me if, if they did, if they manually adjusted within the computer ranks for teams that weren't affected by, you know, the scheduling, like the Big Ten scheduling. But uh, that being said, yeah, I've got <clears throat> I've got Illinois maybe a little lower, but uh, but who knows? We'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean, so give me your top eight. Let's hear it one more time. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going computer ranks. I'm taking sticking with the projected computer ranks for the week, which are Baylor, Florida, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, North Carolina. Then I'm going to slide Illinois up to number seven, so that I'll slot them in okay. at seven above TCU. Then I'll put TCU, uh, which puts Illinois 7, and then I'll put TCU at 8. So we have the same eight teams, um, which, and by the way, an Illinois-Virginia rematch, like I would have, or do you have that there? You know, you didn't put Virginia 2, did you? No, I have Virginia at 5, just based on where the computer uh, ranks have them. Well, I just heard you say Illinois at 7 and immediately popped in my head. Again, this shows you where my brain is at, Virginia at 2, and I'm like, oh. What a two what, seven that would be. You know, the one thing, and I'll, I'll be honest here, the one thing I did not do is I went through this, and I'll, and just for the listeners' sake, the one thing the NCAA does do is they look, <clears throat> once they list those teams out in order, they look to see if there are head-to-head results. So they'll go down the line. For example, Baylor, did they play Florida at two? No. Okay. Florida, did they play Tennessee at three? Yes, but they split. No, no need to re, no need to flip flop. Tennessee, Texas, did they play? Yes, Tennessee won head-to-head, they stayed there. But if you get to a point where, as you're going down the list, you meet a head-to-head matchup, and the lower team won, they will flip-flop them and keep going. So I didn't do that to to run down here, and I'm trying to think, did Illinois and TCU play at indoor? Uh, No, it was 4-3 USC, then they lost to Baylor, then they beat Virginia. So I don't think they did. Ohio State A&M didn't play, and Wake Forest didn't play. Wake UCF did. I- so that would be your first adjustment. Yeah, UCF beat them 4-3. Yeah, so that would actually bump UCF above Wake. I've got Wake above UCF, so wait, that that would bump them. And then you've got, oh, and then that would bump Wake down to Georgia, but Wake beat Georgia, so they would stay ahead of them. Then USC, uh-huh. they didn't play South Carolina. South Carolina beat Kentucky, I think think so they would yeah so anyway yeah that, but just to get an idea they will go down well, you can go list. in a rabbit hole here yeah exactly absolutely so with that in mind let's get to list number nine through 16 i'll pick up where i left off all right i believe i left off at tcu at number eight correct uh yep you left off at tcu eight all right i'm gonna throw the buckeyes in at nine yep. their losses are to michigan illinois uh and and virginia like come on that's fine um, so they're my number nine school. <sighs> now things get tough. 10, 11, 12. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go UCF 10 and I'm gonna feel good about it. I'm gonna feel confident with my UCF 10. I think the computers like them. I think they've earned that ranking. Uh, they're my number 10 school. We just talked about the tiebreaker, so I'm gonna go Wake Forest number 11. <sighs> I'm gonna go USC twelve, meaning South Carolina, uh, South California, Southern California, not not South Carolina, because manual adjustment season, baby. 
get those bad boys up to number 12. The idea of having them below 12 is just asinine to me. And, like, I know the Pepperdine loss was bad, but no Destanich, no uh, Kukerman in that match, and they looked so good at the Pac-12 tournament. I don't have to justify We did this last week. They're my number 12 team. All right, now I'm at 13, 14, 15. Oh, I haven't said Texas A&M, right? Texas A&M's number 13 for me because that would be behind USC, right? 13? Yep. So I have three to go. So you have three to go. So you've got basically Georgia and South Carolina should be locks, and then schools like – and then basically a a three-school pick of Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Michigan. Okay. So you think South Carolina and Georgia are both locks? Uh, yeah, I they think are. So. Yeah, lock them in. Lock them both in. You're right. So they're so we'll my 14, Georgia, 15. Carol- uh, I think South Carolina. Actually. Yeah, Georgia, South Carolina. No, Georgia, South Carolina. I think you're right. I think. I'm trying to remember who won the head-to-head there, actually. If, I w- if you put them back-to-back. Uh... It goes by the head-to-head, and you look at their head-to-head schedule. They played all the way back in... I don't know. Georgia lost to South Carolina. Well, they lost to them twice. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. They lost 2-4 in March. They also lost in the SEC tournament. Yeah, South Carolina's going to be ahead of them. So South Carolina's 14. Georgia's 15. I don't feel great about either of those. I can't believe I'm snubbing Stanford like without even thinking about it. Oh, there, there's no and chance. They, they can't. Arizona, Arizona State yeah. can't. Oregon. Oregon. I mean, come on. Um, um, yeah, so now you're down to... Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Michigan for the last spot. Uh, to ask me to do this at 1046 after I've been baking in the sun all day is exactly the sort of thing you'd want me to do. All of you are expecting me to pick the Wolverines. All of you. And I'm almost expecting myself to pick the Wolverines. And I'm trying to obfuscate to buy myself time to legitimize the fact that it's probably going to be Kentucky. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't make the. I legitimately can't make the argument for Michigan. Gruskin. I know they so, lost to Baylor. They lost to. They beat Ohio State. That's literally the argument. Is they beat Ohio State and they didn't lose to anyone they weren't supposed to lose to. That's the argument in a nutshell. Is this team only lost yeah. to two top ten seeds, uh, three top ten seeds, and like, are you really going to punish them for losing only to top ten seeds when you have cases like? I don't know, Wake Forest and UCF, where it's just like, yeah, they racked up a bunch more wins, but, I mean, A, Michigan beat Ohio State. B, they should have beaten them twice. C, we'll talk about the the Illinois match tomorrow. (sighs) My mind's telling me no. But here's the other narrative. The NCAA committee might listen to this podcast, and they'll say, you know, since January, Alex has been dreading the inevitable round of 16 matchup between the Baylor Bears and the Wolverines. So why not make that a reality? That'll be the official end of the pandemic. It'll, it will hit official vaccine numbers 100% on that day, and they'll be like, look, you just have one more pain, and it's going to be watching Baylor beat my Wolverines. But I got to stay on brand. I got to be me. I'm going to be wrong, but give me the— No, I'm not going to be wrong. It is the Wolverines, and it's a pure projection. But you talk to enough people— I mean, everyone I've asked, and I'm a magnet for this question, but everyone I've asked says Michigan's your 16. So, like, why would they not be? I like it. That, that, that's awesome. So that gives you, me, and Maddie three different teams in the 16 spot. So that's good. That's good. One of us has to be, right? Um, I hope. Yeah. I, <laughs> we don't have to uh, Until we're not. <laughs> That'd be so fun. Yeah, yeah. No, until we're not. All right. All right. So you, we got your 16. So 
Uh, I, I will say this, Matt, the Maddie and I stuck with the top 15 being the same top, you know, kind of the top 15, if you will. And the question came down to uh, neither one of us put Michigan in. So it was down to Kentucky or Old Miss in our previous pod. I said Old Miss and left Kentucky out. Maddie said Kentucky left Old Miss out. Well, lo and behold, we both flip-flopped. Uh, I've now put Kentucky in and left Old Miss out. Maddie has put Old Miss in and left Kentucky out. So that's kind of where we stand for the top 16. So so with that, uh, and we won't have to, we, we won't review the seeding order of the top 16 so much mm-hmm. as let's slide in the two seed. I appreciate it. Can I just say, this is Chris at his finest. You know things have gone awry when he's trying to steer the ship. I'm like, literally yeah. hearing you say that, Chris, I'm like, oh no. What? I'm like, have I not made sense at all? I'm like, am I really rambling that much? So yeah, I I know where <laughs> I know where you're at, Gruskin. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna help out a little. And we'll, <laughs> we'll, the professor. To, we'll try to get a you know the obvious, if we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it. It seems like it it should be an obvious choice from a two seed perspective. Pepperdine should go to U.S. It's the only West Coast host. Pepperdine is the only not West Coast two seed that's not Pac-12. Um, Maddie and I have both put- because quickly your Pac-12 two seeds are Arizona, Arizona State, and Stanford. Correct. So we've got uh, Ari- yeah Arizona, Arizona State, and Stanford. That's right. And and because of conference rules, just to clarify for the listeners, God, now I'm compensating like crazy. I apologize. You are not allowed to have a same conference foe in your region that weekend, or is it not the, not allowed to play round, before the round of sixteen? Yeah, well, one and the same. Yes, that 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 yeah, exactly. Pot of four, they avoid two teams from the same conference. So, assuming you know this is, could be a different year just because of the pandemic, who knows? But in the past. They have always avoided that. So no two teams from the same conference, meaning Arizona, Arizona State, Stanford, can't go to USC. The only other two seed that's a West Coast team is Pepperdine. They should go to USC. Uh, so Matt, I agree with you. For the re- That was my take for the record, but yeah, go Maddie, on. So Matt, Maddie and I both took them there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, now— So let's just— I- I was going to say, you want to just go top to bottom? We'll start Baylor, work our way yep. down two seats, just straight guessing. Yep. Um, all right. By region, and again, these are the things they factor. Travel distance, et cetera. Conferences. These are all the things they're going to be thinking about. These are the things we sort of thought of as well. <sighs> For the number one seeded Baylor, Texas Tech. Uh, it can't be Texas Tech. Same conference. Just went through this. Ole Miss? Could no? be because you, you put them Maybe? as a non – I mean – that's a really rough. Like they should be, they should be the seventeen, if you will, at that point. And to draw the one, woo, that's a rough. That's a rough assignment. Yeah. But that, that's a ge- But that's a geography thing. Like they're the, it's them or Miss. I guess Mississippi State would be more likely, right? Because they're a little bit lower, but they're a two seed. Like it could be one of the Mississippi schools. It could be, but both of the now. Just so people know, the NCAA rule in general in the past has been 400 miles. 400 miles constitutes a drive. More than 400 miles constitutes a flight. They're nowhere near within 400 miles. So it's a, I mean, it's a 10 hour drive to get to these Texas schools for either of the Mississippi schools. So I think you're talking a flight there. And once you start talking flights, I, you know, all bets are off to me. So 
so yeah, I don't know. You, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the favor of telling you where Maddie and I went. So I went with a California school having to make their way to Texas. I put UCLA at Baylor. Uh, Maddie as well went with somebody having to, I mean, you're going to have to fly in no matter what, right? He took Arizona State into Baylor. It, it's, it was, it's very problematic, actually. So one of the things that's difficult is you look at the big, uh, you, or you look at the, the region that has kind of Arizona, Arizona State, and Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and even Texas Tech, if you're not going to make them a host. Those five teams are very problematic to place because the big for the Big 12 teams, one of them can go to Texas A&M, and that's okay. But now that leaves you with the other two Big 12 teams and then the Arizona-Arizona State combo that basically can't drive anywhere. I mean, they're, they're flights no matter where you go. So now the question is just where do you put them? So, Yeah, I think I screwed up. I hate to say it. What about Tulane? How far? Because Louisiana is that? Say, I, it, it might be still, Tulane. It's still a drive, but it's it's possible. I think it's very likely. Uh, I think it, it, it. And I'm looking. Uh, and I yeah, I'm making the switch. Tulane's my school. Baylor pick. That's your Baylor. Pick. Okay, okay. Tulane. Tulane's my Baylor pick. I'm locking that in. And who's Maddie's and yours? Sorry, say it again. Maddie's got UCLA, or I've got UCLA. Maddie's got Arizona State. All right, I, I like that for Florida. Who's ranked higher between the tax, Virginia and Georgia? Georgia. So then Virginia Georgia Georgia is ranked bet is Georgia Tech ranked better than Virginia Tech? I well, okay, I'll I'll go look up. I will tell you this. I don't think it matters because they will prefer distance over ranking, but So then it'll be Georgia Tech? Uh from a ranking perspective. I'm looking right now. It'll be close uh, between from them. a ranking perspective. Virginia Tech in the projected rankings is one spot above. Okay, so then it's going to be Georgia Tech. Uh, give me Georgia Tech to go to Florida. All right. Well, then we all then we all three match. We all all three of us have Georgia Tech at Florida. And I think the other one goes to Tennessee, right? Because it's that region. They're the highest seed. Some low ranked SEC uh, ACC team. I I think that's the Tech split the two SEC schools. Uh, good. All three of us are the same there then as well. Uh, Maddie, Maddie and I also have Virginia Tech at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Now my four seed is, or I skipped Virginia. You skipped Virginia, so now you got to come back to Virginia. Uh, so I will tell Alabama. You. I'm going Alabama. Okay. Sorry. Tell me who do you guys have? So Alabama does have the ability to drive several places and mm-hmm. neither and Maddie and I both took somewhere else. So whoops. So for Virginia You, you both have, have Michigan, right? I remember seeing that in the group chat. Uh no I, let's see. For Virginia, I have Arizona State as, as a fly in. Maddie has Michigan obviously also a fly in. Mm-hmm. Um I just think that's a rough that's a really rough putting putting Michigan Who's got to be like the first? Yeah. If you put them out, out as the first team out at a seed that high is tough. So i i don't I don't think they go to to Virginia. Can you lock but, in? By the way, Kentucky's going to Michigan for me. 
Can you? I can lock that yep. in right now. Distance, seating, et cetera, yep. et cetera. And that's the yep. obvious pick, right? If Michigan's a host, they'll get yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, absolutely. I've got it the other way around, but it's, yeah. but I have Kentucky hosting, and I have Michigan going to Hundred percent. That's, a, so that's I, absolutely a drop. Absolutely yep. agree. Um, all right, I'm trying to rapid fire through these quicker here. So now. now you're at North. You're at North Carolina now. Oh, um, I'm gonna say. And since uh, you've wasted Alabama, yeah. you really have no drives left. I didn't waste them. Let's be clear here. That's just well, what yeah, I yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and I, I want to say Maddie and I both put Alabama to different schools, but yeah, Alabama gets some school on the East Coast, you're, and you're once not you like do that, this. you start flying teams in. I'm going Mississippi State. I hate to say it. I'm sorry to At do that North to North Carolina. I hate to say it. I think that's where they're going. Oh my gosh! I hope not. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at the teams available. Like, Oklahoma's too far. Mississippi State makes more sense. Yeah, so, okay. so Oklahoma's going no- to Illinois. That, that That's a geography ranking. What did you say? Lock Who's going boy. to Illinois? Oklahoma. Lock that bad boy in. Okay. I feel pretty confident about that one, too. All right. Well, you and Maddie match there. You both got Oklahoma to Illinois. Yeah. Uh, okay. Where am I now? Am I Texas? So, so let's see. Let me let me cover the common ground. So so to North Carolina, you had Mississippi State. To North Carolina, I had Oklahoma State. And to North Carolina, Maddie has Alabama. So okay. three different opinions there. Okay. To Illinois, you and Maddie both have Oklahoma. I have Mississippi State. Only because I know they've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, okay. it's more than 400 miles, but not a lot more. It's still drivable. Yeah, I they, think they can, and they've upset them there. We all remember. Don't worry, yep. that was your way of subtly so, dropping that. I wasn't even going to bring that up, but uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, all right. So number, so you're down now to, to Texas, Texas, who I think gets who's ever lower between Arizona and Arizona State. So lower between Arizona and Arizona State is Arizona State. So that's where they're going. So Arizona State's going there. So you'll take guys Arizona State to Texas. I will tell you, Maddie has UCLA to Texas. Oh, that's a good pick, too. No, I'm going to still stick with Arizona State. I have Tulane to Texas. Yeah, you still have another Texas school you can put UCLA at. Yeah, I'm saving them uh, for later yep. down the line. Well, now it's Ohio State time, right? Uh, no, you're on TCU now. Okay, TCU now gets... If you're going to take your West Coast... Option there, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be UCLA, right? UCLA or Stanford, one of the two. UCLA. Well, what about Arizona? They're still on the board. Arizona's still on the board as well. Yeah, but no, I'm going to give them UCLA. Arizona's flying. I'm sorry to tell you, Coach Clancy. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you and will, it's be, easy, you will right? be in they're, a plane. <laughs> they're right near an airport. So exactly. Um, so yeah, okay. So you've got UCLA to TCU. Mm-hmm. Maddie has Tulane to TCU. Okay. I have Stanford to TCU. And for the record, ooh, I was very close to picking Stanford, so I like that selection a lot. For the record, Chris, can you publish all of these as a tweet, all of our picks? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. If, yeah, perfect. So in case it's a little difficult for people to follow. Uh, now we're on Ohio State. We are at Ohio State. Texas Tech. Lock that bad boy in. Texas Tech. All right. And Maddie's got Arizona. I've mm-hmm. got Ole Miss. Obviously, oh. I just let the cat out of the bag that oh, I am one. not taking Old Miss as a host. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's a good pick, too. I hate this. Ooh. Nope, I'm going to save them. All right. Um, now you're at UCF. 
Okay. They are going to get Ole Miss. All right. Because they're the last SEC school I have, right? Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's a good pick. Uh, yeah. So that Matt, was the that was the rabbit I was saving. Maddie went very similar. He took Mississippi State to UCF. Uh, I took Arizona. I took a flight. I you know whatever. I mean, I had to fly those four teams somewhere from the from that area of the country. I put Arizona at UCF. Can you put Pepperdine in for USC with me? Because yep. I agree with your logic there. Yep. Um, Got him there. Now you're at Wake. So I have Stanford, NC State, and Arizona to play with right now, right? Uh, so you're missing four. So you've got Stanford. You've got Mississippi State. Arizona. You've got Arizona, Stanford, Mississippi State, Arizona. No, I already used Mississippi State, I thought. No, you did use Mississippi State. You've got Stanford yeah. and Ole Miss. You've got Stanford for sure. And you've Oklahoma. Got N- you've got NC State. Okay. No, Oklahoma's going to Illinois for me, right? Yeah. Uh, so I've oh, got for Stanford. You, NC, NC State's State. a no-brainer. They have to go to South Carolina. I, as opposed to Georgia? Oh, or or Georgia, either. You could take either. I'm going to give them to – South Carolina's the higher seed, right? Yes. You give them to South Carolina. So NC State's going to South Carolina. That leaves me Arizona. So I also have NC State at South Carolina. Maddie has Oklahoma State at South Carolina. So, who do I have left on the so Who board? are you missing? You're missing Arizona. Arizona and Stanford. And Stanford and one more. Oh, you're missing Georgia. Oh. Oh, no, you have Arizona. Georgia the ones. I'm sorry. You have Georgia. I'm sorry. Hang on. I'm looking here. Arizona, Stanford. Leave all of this in, Fliegner. I apologize. This is the difficulties of doing this. Um, all right. I'm just going to give you rapid fire here, and then we'll see who's missing when we have all the blanks filled in. Yep. Yeah, you got to put Arizona, Stanford somewhere. You've got Wake, A&M, and Georgia left. Oh, man. Wake, a left yeah arizona stanford are flying to those guys no matter what stanford's going to georgia okay arizona is going to whomever my lowest seed remaining is left you've got wake you got wake and a&m which one's arizona going uh arizona's going to a&m that's not a far flight okay and then, and so now the question is, who are we missing? Have you put Oklahoma? Do I've used Arizona State yet? You've used Arizona State. You used Oklahoma. Did looking... I use UCLA? Yep. You got Arizona State. You got Georgia Tech. You got Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. You got UCLA, yeah. Michigan. Bama. You got Bama. Know, they're right? all tough choices. Yeah. Oklahoma. Arizona. I said Ole Miss. Oh, Oklahoma State. That's who I'm missing. Oh, you're missing Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Yep. And they are going in. They have to go to wait then. They are going to wake. I apologize, my friends. Um, but, yeah, those are my 16. Let me hear yours and Maddie's, Chris. Hit me with the knowledge. All right. So I've got UCLA to Baylor, Georgia Tech to Florida. Well, I'll go down the list because we've got the same. So to Baylor, I've got UCLA. Maddie's got Arizona State. To Florida, I've got Georgia Tech. Maddie's got Georgia Tech. To Tennessee, I've got Virginia Tech. Maddie's got Virginia Tech. To Texas, I've got Tulane. Maddie's got UCLA. To Virginia, I've got Arizona State. Maddie's got Michigan. Flights either way we're looking at going there. North Carolina, I've got Oklahoma State. Maddie's got Alabama. To Illinois, I've got Mississippi State. Maddie's got Oklahoma. TCU, Maddie, I've got Stanford. Maddie's got Tulane. Ohio State, I've got Ole Miss. Maddie's got Arizona. 
A&M, I've got Texas Tech as Texas Tech. Wake, I've got Bama. Maddie's got Kentucky. So Maddie has Kentucky as a two. I've got him as a one. Like I said, we're flip-flop there. UCF, I've got Arizona. Uh, Maddie's got Mississippi State. Georgia, I've got Oklahoma. Maddie's got NC State. USC, we've all got Pepperdine. South Carolina, I've got NC State. Maddie's got Oklahoma State. And then I've got Kentucky hosting Michigan. You've got Michigan hosting Kentucky. Maddie's got Ole Miss hosting Stanford in that last spot. All will, of those sound spicy. I will absolutely oh. get them out as a tweet. Yeah, some of these I'm looking really forward to. Like, like Maddie's got that Ole Miss Stanford in the last spot. And I just remember yeah. two years ago, Ole Miss upsetting Stanford at Stanford in the first couple rounds to make it on. So that would, yeah. be, a, that would be a really cool uh, rematch, if you will. But yeah, there's some great matches in here. For, for no, sure. there's certainly, again, a lot of outstanding tennis to be played. And the best part, Chris... We're going to learn all of it in the next 24 hours. So, again, hopefully all of you listeners had the chance to listen to this before the draw came out. If it already did, this stuff is pretty irrelevant at that point. But as always, we thank all of you for tuning in. And rest assured, we will be back tomorrow with our reaction podcast. My brain will probably be equally dead, but don't worry. I'm going to let Maddie and Chris steer that ship, essentially. I will just be a placeholder. And, of course, I'll interject with a corny joke or two along the way. But I believe Monday, Chris, you can correct me here. And then I want to give you the final word as well. But Monday uh, is the team event. Tuesday, we learn the individual events, both the men and the women. And then Friday, we get action underway, correct? And with all that in mind, final thoughts to you, Chris. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Uh, 6 p.m. tomorrow for the women, 6.30 for the men. Singles and doubles come out Tuesday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, the the sites get going. And uh, yeah, I can't say... uh, not a whole lot more to say other than yeah can't wait to see it get going and uh you know for me i know for you it's let's see where your wolverines fall for me where do my bulldogs and flames go Uh, (laughs) in that order or flames then bulldogs who do you look up first here's the here's the worst part what if they end up at the same place as the two three and play each other (sighs) who do you who do you root for i mean i will come on i gotta root for the current nephew i mean I will admit unlikely to happen, but you know, uh, they're both from the nephew. So I got to go with where he is now, but at counterpoint, I think you root for whatever courts Trevor's coaching. And then you root for a bulldog overall win. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, no, but you were great today, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be brutal if they sent uh, both of them to the same place and they were the two, three and played each other. But uh, yeah. And then obviously Maddie's uh, Maddie's interested to see who the Baylor bears get. So Uh, And probably Duke as well. Mm -hmm. No, look, I'm interested in all of these schools because as we mentioned, uh, top to bottom, this is going to be an exciting NCAA tournament. I cannot remember the last time we entered an event where legitimately 13. Nah, that's probably too high. I mean, six. Could you make a – if I made a case for 10 teams to win the national championship – nine. Let's say nine. I think I could legitimately make the case for the top nine all to win the national championship if things break their way. Again, things have to break their way. But I can't remember the last time we entered a May, Chris, with nine national championship title contenders on the men's side after USC, after Virginia, after that Wake Forest team. You know, 2019, Florida, Texas, Wake – UNC, like Ohio State, they were all in the mix, but this one feels wide open. 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Not nine for sure, and that kind of says yeah. At nine, you're drawing the line at basically A and M UCF Wake, and I'm I'm okay with that because I I think that's probably A and M once they lost Barney and Hottie's been kind of in and out. It's rough, but for sure down through Ohio State, which we've all got kind of in the in that top nine. Yeah, they could they could all they could all win it which is crazy to think there's going to be a team that doesn't even make the quarterfinals that legitimately could win it all. Yeah, no, it's, again, it's, it's definitely it, wide open. Yeah, it's half the fun. Good luck trying to pick your quarterfinalists. Good luck trying to project the field. Of course, again, we will be back tomorrow to do just that. And certainly we are looking forward to being joined by Matt the Cracks to Koyak. Of course, if you have missed any of our coverage of this college tennis season, you can catch up on it all on our website, crackrackets.com. This week, you're going to hear interviews. Oh, you know what's crazy? So much has happened in the past three days. I still have to record an intro-outro. This reminder to you listeners is reminding me. USC senior Riley Smith joined the Cracked Interviews podcast. We're going to play that interview for you guys early this week. Obviously, we talk all about his peaking USC team, have a couple of other fun interviews in the work as well. And again, preview shows, all of it. Chris, Matt, Colette Lewis, our host of guests. We are so excited to cover it all here at Cracked Rackets. Of course, again, the reason we're able to do it day in, day out here on the Great Shot podcast because of the support we get from you listeners, our Patreon family, and our friends at Turner Grip, sales at uniquesports.com or 800-554-3707 to get college pricing or free samples. Of course, if you need the immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Crack Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. Shout out, as always, to the super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, for the f- of an editing job they do day in, day out. Or should I say Daniel, Chris Hallioris, Westoff, uh, and Max Fligner. And, of course, shout out, as always, to you, Chris, who joined me literally spur of the moment. I was like, do you have time tonight? And you were like, I was offended that you hadn't texted me earlier in the weekend about what time we were recording this podcast, which is, again, why I was like, oh, I get to record with Chris tonight. I'm 100% down. I know I said I'd give you the final thoughts like four minutes ago. Clearly, I'm in form here tonight. Final thoughts go to you, Chris. I have no final thoughts. My final thoughts are men. We've got like, uh, heck, 24 hours. We're down to like 20 hours. 20, nine. Does Shannon have the countdown going? I don't think he's running the slam stuff this year just because it was, it's so, he probably would have run it had it been easily predictable as to who the 64 were, then he could run his formula. But but once that NCAA statement came out with like, ah, you know, who knows what it's going to be. He just said, yeah, bro, I'm not, put, I'm not even putting it out there because if I don't know who the 64 are, I can't predict the, you know, the bracket. His specialty was the bracket once we knew the 64. We're just, ugh, who, do, who even knows what the 64 are? So, yeah, I don't, I doubt that's up there. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see, uh, you know, come 6 p.m. tomorrow what the, the, what the women do and 6.30 for the men. Beautiful. Well, with that in mind, then, for my wonderful co-host tonight, Chris Hallioris, for Super Producers Max Fliegler and Daniel Westoff, for our friends at Turner Tennyson, from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Chris, we tell our listeners, hey, great shot. We will see you all tomorrow night. Thanks, everyone.